On this podcast, I profile people who have impacted culture and history, and they all have one thing in common. They were all gay, lesbian, bisexual, or transgender. My name is Frank Howard, and welcome to Gay of the Day. It was a dark and stormy night. No, really, it was. A famous moment in history. The year was 1816. A rented villa on Lake Geneva. A horrible electrical storm rages outside. Two giants of literature, legends in their own lifetime, Percy Shelley and Lord Byron, are reading from a book of ghost stories and decide to have a competition to see who can come up with the best ghost story of their own. Percy Shelley's doting wife, Mary, and Lord Byron's lover, John Polidori, are politely included in this competition. Ironic that from this silly game, the two big shots came up with nothing of lasting value and the novices created two of the most influential books in the English language. That night, Mary Shelley, of course, came up with the idea for Frankenstein, and Lord Byron's boy toy went on to write the first book of its kind, The Vampire from 1819. Today's Gay of the Day, Dr. John William Polidori. Lord Byron, one of the world's greatest poets and authors, was, at that time, one of the most famous men in Europe. Not for his poetry, but for his sexual appetites. Lord Byron loved men. He has been straight-washed ever since his death, and to this day, many pig-headed academics are even reluctant to concede he was bisexual. One of his only confirmed female lovers was the out-of-her-mind Lady Caroline Lamb, who, in public, famously declared Lord Byron, quote, mad bad and dangerous to know, end quote. Apparently, the best way for her to get Lord Byron to come to bed with her was to dress up like a boy. I may do an episode about Lord Byron at a later date, but let me get back to the subject at hand. A man who was erroneously dubbed a plagiarizer and who is still hidden in Byron's large shadow. Byron had relocated to Venice 
Italy was the only country where sodomy was legal. In his native England, sodomy was punishable by death. Byron was about to embark on a holiday across the continent, meeting up with his friends, the Shelleys, near the end of his trip. Lord Byron was looking for a traveling companion slash sexual plaything for his journey. His publisher had met a devastatingly handsome 20-year-old doctor at a local club who would fill all of Byron's requirements. Byron hired Polidori immediately upon meeting him. In addition to being paid by Byron, Polidori was given an additional 500 pounds by Byron's publisher to keep a diary of the vacation. In case anyone asked, he was officially hired as Byron's physician. Unofficially, he was hired as Byron's boyfriend. By the time the pair had met up with the Shelleys in Switzerland, the relationship was strained between Byron and Polidori. It seemed this paid companion wouldn't behave and keep his mouth shut. Polidori was getting jealous when Byron would sleep with men besides himself. On that stormy night in Switzerland, during the ghost story contest, Polidori came up with a dud, while Byron wrote a short story about a vampire, which he abandoned mid-creation. Mary Shelley, with her take on the Prometheus legend, as well as a jab at the medical profession, was the clear winner. At the end of their holiday, the young doctor was dismissed. Two years later, Polidori ran with Byron's idea, and the vampire was published. It was an instant success. The publisher, in an effort to sell more books, subtitled the book, A Tale Told to John Polidori by Lord Byron. This was done without Polidori's knowledge, and he was furious. For years, people assumed Byron had written it. To clear up any confusion, Byron stepped forward and stated that he did not write it, and published his original story that served as the inspiration, titled A Fragment, later published under the title Augustus Darvell. Byron's story has two men at its center in an unusually close relationship. They're traveling together. One chooses to live life as a vampire, hunting in the night for fresh meat, while his former friend stalks him across Europe, trying to capture him. I assume Polidori got the message. Polidori's book bears a striking resemblance to Byron's story, with a few important changes. Vampiric folklore had been around for a very long time, but vampires were demons, animal-like. Think Nosferatu. Pointy ears, fangs, creatures that prowled the forest at night. Polidori turned his vampire 
into a strikingly beautiful, sexually ambiguous, amoral aristocrat, Lord Ruthven, who is pursued by a young doctor named Aubrey. A thinly veiled Romana Clef, and by portraying Lord Byron as a vampire, a literary fuck you to his former lover. I am sure Byron got the message. No bared fangs, no pointy ears. Instead, an absorbing and sexual, and therefore more sinister, figure. This new Byronic vampire and the dynamic with Aubrey is something Bram Stoker would, um, borrow? Many years later, for his more famous Count Dracula and Jonathan Harker. Polidori initially made quite a bit of money from this book. Within two years, it was adapted into a hit play and translated into many different languages. Success brought little comfort as people continued to believe that the vampire was actually written by Lord Byron. Plagued by gambling debts and depression, Polidori took his own life with an overdose of cyanide at the tender age of 25. Lord Byron's story and Polidori's subsequent book were the closest mainstream literature could come to addressing gayness. Under the protective veil of a supernatural story, vampires were free to pursue and prey upon members of either gender. Vampirism is the first metaphor for homosexuality. You can't kill it. Once bitten, you get a real taste for it. With gays, the ultimate children of the night. Today's gay, Dr. John William Polidori. Gay of the Day's theme is composed and performed by Swick, that's C-W-I-L-K. Check out their Bandcamp page. My name is Frank Howard. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.